The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 305 on this, the Thursday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Thanks for joining us. Uh, reminder, we're making way at 4 o'clock for the uh, countdown to kickoff. Brought to you by Dinette and Patio Furniture. Uh, yeah, your uh, Edmonton Eskimos in Montreal mm-hmm. taking on the Alouettes tonight. Will we see Johnny Manziel? Probably. Probably take a couple of snaps, sure. uh, they're saying not starting. We definitely will hear from Morley Scott, though. He'll set up the game for us. Right around 3.50. Oh, and you know what else we still have on the show? Is that four-pack of tickets to give away to the Oil Country Championship. So we'll do that within the next... 50 minutes. Yeah, I would think probably within the next 24. So we'll see how that works out. Um, we were talking about uh, a scam just before. No, we're talking about an app. App, called right. Cake. That's right, the Cake app and how many people, uh, how many different organizations, police organizations have warned parents. And this one uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. You weren't here, so because I, I know as Brad was in. And we were talking about how this scam was making, an email scam was making its way around the Maritimes. And I said, it will venture out, right? It's now ventured out to Alberta. And I've actually gotten this email myself. And so has uh, my wife. So it's just really weird. But it's it, you may have seen it too. But uh, here's what it is. It's a very threatening email. And it really is a threatening email. It says uh, the sender claims that they've installed malware on a particular porn site. They don't say which one it is. or But they say that they've installed this. And that anyone who uh, watched video from this site, that they activated your camera on your laptop. Mm. And it, it's funny that, you know... Carol gets it and doesn't have a laptop, but anyways, <laughs> uh, or a ca- or a video camera, but um, and that they filmed you watching these sites, and if you don't uh, pay them thirty two hundred dollars in Bitcoin, mm. uh, that they're going to release the video of you watching the site um, to everybody in your contact list. That they already have that as well. They've taken it over, of course. None of it's true, but it has made its way to Alberta. Apparently, thousands of people have now received the email in our province. Uh, so I don't know how that makes its way across the country like that, but it has. IT experts, uh, and here's here's a weird sort of part of it. Sometimes, sometimes, and it didn't happen with me, but sometimes the email will say a password that is actually an old password of yours. Send you one of your old passwords. Right. So they've hacked something somewhere and found... Something. Something. And it could be anything. Like, it could be that CRA hack, or it could be the Sony hack, or it could be... There was a bank hack. And a lot of people use the same passwords for all of their accounts. So they've hacked something somewhere. So there's an aspect of it that's true. And if they have an old password of yours... They'll put it there. And I think for many people who don't change their passwords, they could be looking at this email. Maybe they did go to one of those sites and they're looking at that password going, that is my password, right? None of it's true. But if the email contains an old password, that should be your red flag to go change all your passwords. Uh, Make sure you get rid of that password from whatever site or sites you used it on. Obviously, don't send them money. IT experts say... Um, just go ahead and delete the email. Don't click on any links. Don't forward it. Don't do anything else with it. Change your passwords and then do a complete computer scan with uh, antivirus software and you should be good to go. But it's I've gotten the email, as I say, so has, um, so has my wife. Uh, 
it's very threatening. And it, and they personalize huh. it as much as they can. Like, oh my goodness, you certainly like some... It, like it's, it's sort of specific without being specific. It's like, well, we know the kind of sites you like to go to now and like that kind of thing. My wife's like, oh, yeah. I like going to sites that sell purses. <laughs> I can't, can't imagine that that video is worth 3200 bucks. Um, not too long ago, I uh, went to the gas station and pulled up, opened up the tank, mm-hmm. grabbed uh, the... Uh, the yellow handle? The, the nozzle. Yeah. And went to put it into my tank and thought, oh, okay, that doesn't fit in there. Why is that? Oh, it's diesel. Well, thank goodness it has that, that coil thing Smart, on Smart uh, safety. Someone. Yeah. But what happens if your premium gas tank or your gas whatever is store at, at you go to the gas station and they've you believe the they've the put wrong the wrong tank. gas in the wrong tank well it's happened down in calgary and i can only imagine uh, the ramp- i can only imagine how many people are going pre- to be stepping forward now premium gas was replaced with diesel it happened at an SO uh, in Calgary on July 9th. The gas was delivered. It was put into the wrong tank. Um, several people now have had issues with their car as a result. The owner of the gas station at this point is saying um, that he will cover the costs of mm-hmm. uh, whatever it takes to fix your car as a result of that. Basically, getting diesel into a non-diesel car, it can seize up yeah. your, your car. So. What experts suggest is that if for whatever reason you suspect um, that something's going wrong with your car like that, to turn it off, stop, don't move another inch. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one fellow uh, down in Calgary says that he's already gone through $3,600 in repairs Mm -hmm. uh, at Lou's Auto Body, uh, or Lou's Mechanical and Auto Body. Um, The owner of the Esso says he thinks he's going to be able to recover the money from whatever company delivered the fuel because it was their error. Well, you'd hope so. It was their mix-up. But if you, you know, we, do we have the actual gas station? Uh, Ogden Road Southeast. So it happened on July 9th. Yeah, at an Esso on Ogden Road Southeast. And the first indication there was a problem from (laughs) the driver was that all those warning lights came on at the same time. And that's never good. Like, oh, you know, you know the one, you know, when your light comes on, you go, what is that one? And you like look in your manual and you go, oh, Oof. tire pressure. Or, <laughs> you know, the one that never describes anything is something wrong with your engine. Mm. That that's, bothers me. It can tell you that your oil pressure is down. It can tell you that your tire's underinflated. It can tell you. But when it comes to engine, like the most important just component the of the car, light comes on. just something's wrong. Don't know what. Something. But, anyways, all of his lights came on. So if you gassed up at an SO on Ogden Road, uh, on July 9th in Calgary, and you've had problems with your vehicle, that is likely the cause of the problem. Now, I'm going to admit this, and probably Chedville's going to think I'm, a, I'm an idiot. No. But just simmer down on the text line. I will defend you. Um, I, you know, I know there's premium, mid-grade, and yep. whatever it is. Yep. Sil- gold, silver, and bronze, and then there's diesel. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I know for the BMW, they recommend to put... The premium in, mm-hmm. we kind of stick around the mid grade because it's a little more. Ex- the premium is yeah. expensive. You're averaging um, a little bit there. You know, yeah. the Volvo that I drive um, is just regular, normal gas. I'm not sure I know the difference between diesel and. Ooh. I I know that you don't put that in right. that car, but I I don't know what makes what what diesel different than. Gold. Well, this is one of these topics where I could, I feel like I could answer that question, but then I'm going to get a petroleum engineer phoning yeah, in know, and okay. saying that I'm, I'm wrong or I've missed a point or whatever. But okay. Yeah. I'll Google it. 
I, I know. It. I obviously know that there's a difference. I know. I, yeah. I know which to put in my in my gas. But as, as far as I did the, not take auto class. No, nor did I. As far as uh, gas goes and grades, I always go with the cheapest gas. But from time to time, uh, when the car is really empty, I'll fill it up with the premium, mm. and it really doesn't cost you a ton more. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as it's not stupidly more expensive. Uh, but the premium often includes uh, you know something that helps clean the engine a little bit or you know that kind of thing. So I. I Consider it sort of like an oil change. Like once every five or six fill-ups, I'll put the premium in and hope it does its stuff. Diesel in a gas engine is bad, but gas in a diesel engine is far worse. Mm, That's true. Uh, Compression versus spark ignition. Someone says, okay. Mm. Uh, Tom from Short Park says, I pumped gas back in the 80s, and the station had a pump that was diesel on one side and premium on the other. Working a late shift, a customer pulled up in an Oldsmobile. That was a rare diesel, and I filled it with mm. premium. $2,500 later, the car was fixed at the expense of the station. I didn't lose my job. Boy, that's true, because the diesel will not fit into the regular, um, I don't know what you call that thing, the little hole you put it in, whatever that is, the tank opening. But the other way around is not true. Uh, if you had a diesel car, the other gas handle will fit in there. Oh, will it? Yeah. Okay. Because it's smaller. That's the whole thing. Mm. Like the the diesel one has that little uh, sort of wire yeah. around it. That's to prevent it from from going into your car. I'm trying to think what I put in my motorcycle. I think it was. Well, like do you remember? I don't. I'm sure. Do you remember two-stroke engines for? Oh yeah. You know, we had to mix uh, some motorcycles, some lawnmowers. Yeah, we had a, a, a like a Honda 350 <laughs> yeah. twin stroke. Whatever and you had to it mix yeah. it up and, yeah. and get the proportions relatively right, or you could <laughs> do damage to your kind of like the weed whacker that we have at the house now. <laughs> uh, Octane rating is the fuel's ability to resist detonation. High performance motor, higher compression creates more heat, so a low octane fuel will ignite too early in the engine, causing knocking. Mm. And Andrew, you're wasting your money if the car doesn't require premium burn regular. Yeah, I just find, honestly, and, you know, maybe it's just in my mind, I just find, you know, when I can tell when the car needs an oil change. Like, I can hear the engine and know that it needs an oil change. Sometimes, if the engine, especially on long trips, where I'm going to fill up several times, going to Winnipeg or into Saskatchewan, um, I, I, I hear the engine, and maybe it's because I'm using the engine, you know, I'm on highway for 12 hours in a row, uh, I feel the engine struggling a little bit, so I put premium in, and then again, maybe it's in my mind, for that next five hours or six hours, it feels like I just rubbed oil on it or something, you know, like I gave it a little massage. And there's got to be a reason they sell premium. It can't just be, hey, what if we took this tank and it's made it more, more expensive? high-performance vehicles, isn't it? Well, that's not what I drive. <laughs> I drive a reliable, I drive a Jeep. It gets me everywhere I need to be. Jeeps Jeeps don't like going high high speeds in the summer for a long period of time. And by high speeds, I mean highway speeds. If you do like 110 to 119 <clears throat> on a highway for five straight hours, the engine shuts off. Why? It's got some kind of kill switch on it. it. The first time it happened to me, I thought I'd burned out my engine. Well, that's stupid. Well, it's when the trans... I think it's the transmission fluid gets uh, hot enough. I think it's the transmission fluid. Please, if you're a Jeep mechanic, tell me, but don't, don't do it condescendingly. I'm not a mechanic. But it turned off, and then I phoned the Jeep dealer back in Edmonton and just said, I don't know what to do. Like, my car just kind of seized up, right? 
And uh, he asked me two or three questions. He was very nice. I have to say the dealer here was very nice. Just, well, what were you driving on the highway? And it was in the summer. It was hot. He's like, yeah, just go have a coffee. Oh, you just have to let it cool down let a little bit? Let it cool bit? down, yeah. For, oh, okay. And, and he didn't recommend, like, hosing it down to try and rapidly oh, yeah, cool it down. Like, just idea. let it cool down, and it was fine. I think I even, I would know that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you open up the you open up the hood, and you can feel the heat come piling off the engine. You're like, okay, well, that's probably not good for it. Good for you, Andrew. It's a zen thing between a man and his car. Yes. Thank you. It is. <laughs> Dave in St. Albert. Jaylen, the weed whacker will take on a whole new meaning after October 17th. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, uh, with regard to the legalization of marijuana, I should probably make mention as well, as long as we're warning parents. There is a story that, and we don't have time to get into it now. Well, that a young I had, girl ate a bunch of edibles, like right. a young, like four-year-old. So here's how disconnected I am with that world, honestly, is that I thought, okay, well, first thought was, well, why is there edibles within reach of a child? Why was the child left alone in the car? Those were the two things that I thought about. Then I saw pictures of the edibles. Yeah. Now, they're not going to be legal October 17th. No. be another year while they figure that out. They look like candy, like chocolate bars, lollipops. Cookies. Cookies. Where you're like, Gummy uh, bears. we're going to have more of these problems. Yeah, so. You know, something has to be done because kids don't read warning labels. They they read with their eyes. They look and see a chocolate bar, right? And the chocolate bar that this child ate uh, was in Maritimes, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, like Shediac or somewhere where I was like, oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. It looked like a chocolate bar, and typically I guess you'd have one square. And uh, the kid had gotten to the fifth or sixth square. And she's going to be fine. This child will be fine. But still... You know, I don't know what to tell keep, you. Keep edibles away from children. They look like candy. Yeah, high shelf. Lock and key, perhaps. Bedside table. Somewhere where your child can't get a hold of it. They really just look like candy. I mean, we got rid of candy-flavored cigarettes. I know. But no four-year-old is lighting up mm. a cigarette, right? But a four-year-old would definitely look at a chocolate bar and grab a piece of it. I don't know a four-year-old that could resist that. So that's something they're going to have to take a serious look at. Three twenty-two on the afternoon news, uh, six thirty. Chet afternoon news. We were talking about uh, edibles, uh, and uh, Patrick Bauer. Our uh, what do you call uh, Patrick? Is he our in-studio our, producer, our in-studio our operator? A little bit of both today. Yeah. Studio producer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you like in-studio producer? Sure, yeah. we can go with Sounds that. Sounds classy. It's what I put on the business cards I in made. In-studio producer yep. slash operator. It yep. doesn't come with a hat, just so you know, Patrick. So listen, you <laughs> said the child out in the Maritimes ate fifteen squares. I believe so. Yeah, Bob Layton covered it in his editorial comment this morning, and that's My what he goodness. said. It was fifteen squares, which is a staggering amount when you're only supposed to eat one as an adult. Yeah, this is going to be a real problem. We're going to have more stories like this for sure. Well, you know what? Here's a, the, uh, This one's from Big L says, edibles are fantastic, but parents need to parent. Just like alcohol or tobacco, parents need to make sure they are somewhere that children cannot access. Totally agree my, with that. My mom will tell a story of us driving from Smith Falls to Peterborough or Belleville to Peterborough when we were kids and me and my brother in the back seat of the car and who gets who finds a bottle of cough syrup that tastes like cherry mm. and I drank the whole thing. 
Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I drank a bottle thing. of sherry and then, thinking it was Kool-Aid yeah. when I was really young. And at the, at, off to the hospital, get yeah. given the charcoal, do the whole vomit thing, all I mean, of that. Yeah, I mean, sure. it, it ha- there's different Accidents ways, whether are it's going to happen, cough right? syrup, whether it's alcohol, whatever. Yeah, but you have to make sure that yeah. that stuff's kind of put I mean, away and taken care of. think about the conversation we had. It's just another one thing you're going to have to be thinking about if you're using edibles. Exactly. It's the same as uh, we talked about trampoline uh, injuries yesterday and that the uh, pediatrician or the uh, head of the uh, whatever it is at the U of A had said, you know, the number one thing is supervise your children when they're on a trampoline, right? So if you don't own a trampoline, you don't have to worry about supervising your child on the trampoline. You would worry if they go to somebody else's house. But think about that. If you don't use any edibles, you shouldn't have to worry about leaving edibles around the house or in your car. But, you know, it's just one more thing that when you send your kid to somebody else's house, hopefully they're not leaving them hanging around. Just parent. Like many of our texters are saying, just parent. Like you wouldn't leave, you know, poison out on the kitchen table, right? You lock up your little cupboards and childproof your home when you have a... You just have to think that childproofing now will not end with, you know three or four years old because i can imagine a nine-year-old ten-year-old oh it's listen i would have seen that chocolate bar and eaten it well i'm just gonna say this too but it's it's even more than that is if you've got in your your nightstand drawer Mm. you know the the pain pills (laughs) right that your doctor gave you for your back maybe Mm. it's some you know whatever oxy or some muscle relaxants whatever it is you got to think about that stuff Mm -hmm. you do and while we're on the topic of looking after kids, can we remind everybody not to leave your kids or dogs in cars again? It's getting hot. It's getting hot again. It's going to be sunny and beautiful for the next few days, which is nice. But again, we'll have stories in which people have left their dog or their child in a car. So let's just not do it. Oh, my God. Too funny. My name is Sherry. My parents named me after drinking too much Sherry <laughs> port. You're thinking it was Kool-Aid. It was hilarious. Well, I, my then- parents never, they never, uh, not socialized, but they never hosted a party. They never, we were, they were very private my parents and they didn't like having other people in their home but from time to time as a result of my dad's job and he was a deputy minister uh-huh. in the government he would have to have people over like the minister and his wife uh-huh. so uh, and I mean like the minister not religious like the minister of industry and commerce or industry trade and commerce so on the rare occasions my older brothers were left to keep the kids that you know kids should be seen and not heard you know you guys go upstairs do whatever don't come downstairs don't we would come down once to be introduced yeah and off you and go then again. back upstairs again and my brother doug was told if andrew needs anything you take care of it so i want i was thirsty and wanted kool-aid so doug went downstairs found this bottle of what appeared to be kool-aid and poured me a great big tumbler and i drank it um and according to my mother of course i don't remember this According to my mother, I didn't act drunk or anything. I I spent two or three minutes <laughs> before projectile vomiting with the minister and his wife over for supper yeah. onto the carpet because I went in to tell my mom. That's what you do when you're sick. You tell your mom. So I walked in on their meal and threw up on the carpet. Oh my god! But who puts carpet in the dining room? Is yeah, my reaction. Well, who puts carpet in bathroom? My mother. <laughs> uh, Elaine says hi, Jay and Andrew. Funny edible story. My my brother, when he was younger, found Grandpa's ex slacks and thought it was chocolate. He had a crappy outlook on life for a while. Ha ha. Have a great day. And Trevor says you can't keep teens from eating Tide Pods, mm. and you expect people to be responsible enough to not eat too many edibles. Yeah, that's a fair comment. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.